Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Podcast. I'm your host, the trunk, te trunk. It you know, spelt on the internet way of talking. Um, I'm here with Sebastian Stafferblow. How you doing, Seb? Doing good, Jack. You, you sound quite morose this week. Mm. Don't sound your usual chirpy self. You didn't even you didn't even kind of melt down. You j- you just sort of. Flat through the middle. This is post meltdown, mate. This is like post okay. post existential crisis. This is you know sobering, harsh realization kind of periods. Now this is this is it. Like this is it. You know. You, do you ever get those moments when yeah, a lot of a lot of the existential crisis stuff comes from these kind of. It's 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 almost like a it's it's a panic reflex. It's an anxiety, right? It's uh oh god, this might be it. This this is terrifying. This this might be what life is until I go, you know, get some horrible wasting disease, or I get hit by a car, or you know, I see it through to Christ forbid old age, and I start pissing myself and drift away in an armchair one afternoon. But like you know that that that's that's all worry, that's all fear. But when you get past that point. And you have the grim reality of like, this is it. This is this is this is all that there is. You kind of, you know, it's not worth worrying about, is it? You know, you just got to got to deal with it and have a sandwich or something. You know, carbs, carbs are good. They're not, you know, it's, it's good. Mm. It's, carbs are your enemy, though. We're both in our thirties now. I mean, you know, carb, carbs are, I, you know, they're they're a false friend. Speak for yourself, mate. I'm quite happy. With Quite happy with my pal, pal, <laughs> Mister Bread. I like it. You know, <laughs> couldn't really think of a name quickly enough. There, hey, but... Can you imagine Roger's face when he listens to this in America? If they let him in his detention centre, but I don't, yeah, I mean, you know, Roger, Roger will get there though, mate. He, he's gonna soon enough. You know, it's gonna happen like that. That was me clicking my fingers there, Rog. Like, yeah, you know, you're all smug now, but you know. It's gonna, it's gonna catch up with you. Like. Few, few grey hairs in the beard. All that smugness will go. That's it. Hair starts sprouting out of your ears. You know. <laughs> you, 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 you know, you find that you know your point between realizing you need a piss and your length of being able to hold it decreases year by year. You know, that started to kick in. Now I've noticed. Well, you, you, you also have to time when you eat your supper as well because. Too late and you don't sleep properly. Oh God! Too so early, awful. you get hungry in the middle of the night. I like that you so, said supper as well. He'll, you know, you were thinking yeah, of you said supper. Yeah. Yeah, this, is, this is, you know, we, we live in this kind of rare, non-judgmental environment. Briefly, and I thought I'd take advantage of that. I do like it. I like the way you you enunciate it. Though. You said supper. It's very supper. 
Yeah, it's very nice. Um, this is a quite a bizarre start to a football podcast, isn't it? It's kind of our usual. I mean, in a way. I mean, we, we have this sort of 10-minute, 10 10-15-minute 10, drift at the beginning where people who are tuning in, people, people who perhaps aren't familiar with our, with, our, with our body of work are wondering whether they've downloaded the right thing. Mm. We, mm. Don't, we don't do this for, for, the, for the people, though, do we? <laughs> no, not we? We do it to fill long, cold Monday nights. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a weird art installation, isn't it? It's like, you know, if people come along and have a, have a poke in and, you know, perhaps, you know, they might have been lured in by a free glass of wine or a finger sandwich, you know, it's whatever, they're still there. They're still observing our art and that's kind of... It's you know there there isn't any wine here. There's no finger sandwiches. There's not even any bits. Yeah, of che- there's not even bits of cheese on sticks. But <laughs> there's still there's still art, you know. And art is art is everything, you know. That's 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 really the important thing in life is art. I would say that's okay. that's, what, okay. that's what separates us from the beasts, you know. So palace, should we do that? Should we should we go to palace? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Because so, I, I, I feel we're, we're kind of right on the edge of a cliff here. Come on, mate. Like, you know, don't trigger me like that. All right. <laughs> talk, talk to me about your... Um, what do you think of Palace? Uh, I I wasn't overly impressed, mate. I've, I've, I, I've got some... I don't know. Probably some... Go on, Jack. Trou- kick the wasp's nest. Troubling opinions about life and times at Tottenham at the moment. Well, this is, this is, we, we built our own forum. Okay. So, um, use it, air them. All right. Okay. Well, I, I, I just worry slightly. I think it's, it's maybe being exacerbated by the Mitchell stuff. And I know I had that whole, he's only a scout thing, but I just, uh, I worry, you know, the Ericsson stuff simmering behind the scenes, the Bentaleb stuff simmering behind the scenes a little bit, this stuff with Nkodu, how it's kind of, all very public. Um, Pochettino actually going a bit not Pochettino and starting to mouth off to the press a bit about you know his concerns over players not having enough rest. Whether, I'm not saying his his mouthing off uh, was unfounded. I, de- I definitely agree with his point. But yeah, he's, for someone that doesn't court any type of uh, you know attention from the press it seemed very uncharacteristic for him to go on that uh that tirade about like the scheduling and such um i just i just i don't know i feel like there's a bit of a melting pot at the moment and it, it makes me worry about this the, the the state of things behind the scenes at tottenham and I, I i i didn't get the i didn't get the vibe uh from that palace game although you know it was very early days it didn't seem like there was i don't know the same kind of spark we saw there. And I, I get that it's early days in the season. And this is, you know, this is definitely an anecdotal observation. There's nothing like empirical about this. I'm not kind of saying we misplaced X amount of passes. I just didn't get the feeling that it was on point. And I think mainly that came from Ericsson's performance, which was decidedly Awful. car crash. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was appalling. Um, and... I'm concerned about the lack of pace in the team. I'm concerned about the lack of width. I mean, I'm happy with our starting eleven. That, that's I'll, I'll say that I'm, I'm happy with the starting eleven. I'm happy with the way we uh, we shape up for each game. Not so much the four four two thing. I, I don't really like Kane playing in the Ericsson position and Janssen up there on his 
on his own. I do like Janssen, but I, I liked his introduction as a kind of replacement for Kane. I you like, like him as an impact player? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I, I, like, I like the way we uh, we line up. But I, I, I do worry about, and it, it bothered me at some points last season, but I do worry about our, uh, our perhaps our lack of, dynamism across across the wings sometimes from the from the more advanced positions because we do have we do have Lamella who you know I, I, I love him when, when we play Ericsson out on the left as well they're obviously their natural habit is to cut inside and it does create that congestion and I know we've got Rose and Walker that can bomb up from the back but teams know that now and teams can prepare for that I feel um it, and it would just be nice and this is kind of why I always like Townsend I felt Townsend, although he was blunt and although he was limited, he was something so completely different from what we have. Um, yeah, it, it, that ability to go directly at players to, to, I guess, disrupt things with that with just raw pace essentially, um, and that willingness to to always go at his man, to attack his man, um, and to I don't know, I guess, have an air of. <laughs> unpredictability about it. I, I just I, I worry that we are at times a bit predictable and I worry that teams might kind of and I think we kind of saw against Palace a bit I think teams almost are learning how to play against us a bit and I'm, I'm not overly convinced yet anyway at least that uh, Poch is throwing out anything that he wasn't already doing last year, which is grinding out a result, which is, you know, it has its, has its, has its merits as well. We've seen Chelsea win titles off of the back of grinding out results. Yep. But, uh, you know, th- that Palace result essentially came from us knocking on the door enough times that we eventually scored. But I don't, even though we were pretty dominant, I don't feel like Palace were under the cosh from us. I don't feel that they, they felt, constantly like beaten back buzz. I, fe- I felt that they were remarkably comfortable with everything that we threw at them. Um, so it was, it was quite a, a quite a, a long rambling point I've made there, but uh, you know, th- and this isn't a reaction. I, I don't, I don't feel that like this is spelling the M for Tottenham. I don't feel that this is by any means a sign that, whoa, you know, we're not good or anything. I still think we're going to finish in the top four. And I still think we've got an incredible squad with great players, but I'm just talking about us, perhaps kicking up a level, improving from last season, I think that's what I'd identify as something that we need to uh, need to address. Pace. We need I, more pace. We need. We, we do need pace. Uh, one thing I'll say is, because I don't disagree with much of what you said, what, what, what I will say, though, is that I think um, quite a lot of the... Because what... I mean, Palace was, Palace was an odd game because you, you, you're right. We didn't... I mean, beyond like a, a period in the first half where we, we looked like we could have scored a couple of times and probably should have done... And then um, one, a few, one, or, one or two isolated moments in the second. We have a real problem with the central midfield because we're without Dembele. I mean, we have essentially two players who really are designed to do the same thing in Dyer and Wanyama. Um, neither are, neither can, I mean, very few players can, can, can do what Mr. Dembele does in a, in a match, of course. But neither of those two is particularly comfortable driving the ball. I mean, they're, they're technically very good, but they can't drive the ball up the middle of the pitch. And I think that has a bit of a pacing problem. Um, and I think that some of our other issues are, you know, are, are related to that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't... Um, it's funny because I was thinking on the way back that 
it's the kind of game we would have lost. And I, we said this last week, and you're quite right, we can't always keep doing that and, and you know, caveating every slightly disappointing performance with a sort of, well, it was a lot worse five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 or, or God, any time since I was alive. Um, but but it, it, it's a fair point. I think that one of the things I like about this team is that, um, you know, the old cliche about, oh, you know, such and such a run out of ideas. And you can kind of tell when a game is heading towards nil-nil or some shitty... Um, away goal in the last few minutes. Um, I think that we're quite resistant to that now. And I think that there's a, you know, we, even if we don't break through and even if we are being frustrated because of, I don't know, the, the way um, an opposition is defending against us or our, or the limitations enforced upon us by injury or suspension or whatever, I still think we're quite inventive in finding a way through. It's, it's quite impressive, in you know, in in a, in a in a small way. I mean, there are the larger concerns you mentioned; they're all are all valid. But I think what impressed me was that even towards the end of that game, as sort of you know, the crowd wasn't you know that positive, especially towards the second half, and it you know it did get a little bit quiet at times. You know, there were still players coming on. Um, I mean, Ali made a difference when he came on. You know, even players like Kane and Lamella, they were still probing angles and they were still trying to create chances and they're still willing to be expressive. And, and you know, a lot of teams, you know, around the league don't do that. When when sort of, when sort of they've been shut out for 18 minutes, they, they resort to a kind of very blunt style of play. Whereas we, you know, we're still working space from fullbacks and, and I quite like it. I mean, I you know the move that that led to the corner, which which we ultimately scored from, was was, was very slick. Um, it was, um, I mean, you know, probably point a finger at Andros Townsend for ball watching and leaving Danny Rose all by himself. But it was a really nice move, and is a kind of intricate sort of free spirited bit of football which you usually see in the beginning of games where you know players aren't concerned about the, the time left on the clock or the result; they're just playing. And I think that's one of the, the sort of the more subtle changes I've noticed in in us recently. Um, what I will say is that Ericsson concerns me because I in the in those first, first two games, and it, it's perfectly possible that you know there's a fitness issue or a uh, a confidence problem or whatever. Um, but he has been by quite some distance our worst player, and. and you know, I'm an Ericsson apologist. You know, I, I don't agree with the, the sort of the articles which appeared sort of 18 months ago, a year ago, saying, oh, you know, he's a sort of um, tenor penny player. Because he's not. He, he's a cultured footballer and he, he does a lot of things which very few others can do. It's just that he seems to... There's just quite obviously something wrong. I mean, there was the moment in the first half where, where we had that counter-attack with players bursting either side of him and he, he kind of just fell over and towed it back to Wayne Hennessy it was just, just it was just it was happens but it kind of summed up his his first two games I'm uh, you know I'm, I'm gonna be honest mate I think uh I think one of the one of the big things that uh, I don't know it it's a double-edged thing right I, I understand why Daniel Levy is lauded for his for the wage control for this cap that we have yeah. but I also think the guy's got to get real if he wants to compete Christ, I know this sounds so mouth-brewed. The guy's got to get real, but I just I think in the in the in the current marketplace, when you see someone like Dimitri Payet on 180 grand a week, and I get that West Ham are the type of club that throw ridiculous money at yeah. players like that, 
But I can understand why a player like Christian Eriksen, who's probably on about 25, 30 grand a week, would be thinking, well, hang on a minute. My my yeah, yeah, ability yeah, yeah. here is, all right, okay, they're building this stadium and, you know, they're in the Champions League. But with that TV deal, with the lack of money we've spent in the transfer market, the fact we're building this thing, you know, these players like Eriksen are perfectly entitled. I don't even believe it's a question of loyalty. These guys are perfectly entitled to think, hang on, I'm making some guy in a suit that sits up in a stand a fuck of a lot of money with my talent here. It's time that the you know they spread the wealth a bit, and I I feel that if it, if it's to be believed that our top earner is Larice on about seventy grand a week, I think I I, I honestly think, I think it's disgraceful from Tottenham that we still you know I think it's good that we do have a wage structure that still you know it it, it it encourages players to want to you know play football to actually have a you know one like I, I don't know to have it in their forefront of their mind that they're here to play for the right reasons for the game um that you know they're dedicated to and that they are an actual football yeah. professional they're not some journeyman that's looking for a pay packet however at the same time there is a balance on the other side where you should be properly rewarding your footballers, and I, I, I don't care. I don't, I don't buy any of these bullshit arguments about like you know, oh, you know, they've got this lucky life, blah blah. They do, but yeah, the but it's time, the market. They work though. hard it's, for it. It's, you know? it's all relative, Jack. It's, it's sort of if you. The pirate point is very astute because if you're, if you are, I, like, I don't know how much specifically Dimitri Payet is on and I don't know how much Christian Eriksen is on. It's I've supposed to be about rumors. 180 grand a week. Okay, Payet, so, so if you're Eriksen, you look at that and I, if I was in a situation, you know, I, I can have all the infinity pools, the beautiful women and the lovely cars, but if someone's getting paid 150 grand more than me and he is of similar ability to me, that annoys me. I mean, just does. because it's it's human. I don't I don't know whether that's a factor. I mean, I, I, I agree that sort of we... Um, there's definitely a line between having a wage structure and having ambition. And, and I don't think it's math either to sort of to query it. I mean, we all remember the Modric thing from a few years ago and, you know, how much we, we were 16, willing to pay 16 him. grand a week, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's silly. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, um, by all accounts, everything I've heard from the club um, and that's sort of been printed and published in the press suggests that, I mean, Pochettino's on record as saying that it's a matter of time before his new contract yeah. is submitted. So I don't, I, I don't, um, I wouldn't say that that's, it doesn't seem to be a situation where it's a player, you know, who, who's disillusioned with life. I just think he's not playing very well. Um, I don't think that there's, I don't think it's, it's a, it's only an issue in terms of his performance. I, I would have thought. Um, but I, um, yeah, it's very strange. It's, um, I mean, because we, we, we have a, we're, we're the kind of team who, you know, one of the sort of aspects of, of Saturday was that, a lot of our players did play very well, but what it proved was that all we need is is one or two to be off colour for the system not to quite yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That the, the Ericsson thing, um, the most damaging part of Ericsson's performance was not, you know, okay, he had a few fuck ups with the ball and he wasted a few chances, and he's pretty wasteful. And you know, for someone who passed the ball as well as him, he was shoddy in possession. But the worst part of it was just the intensity of his pressing wasn't there, and um, Pochettino spent first off screaming at him for exactly that just you know if, uh, I was um, I I was watching the difference between I was comparing the kind of the, um, the sort of the intensity of Lamella and Ericsson because they obviously play on opposite sides of the pitch and it's just night and day like Eric I mean Lamella gets accused of being a, a little bit of a headless chicken which I don't really agree with I think he's he's actually a very um, smart presser he's just relentless with it and he is 
the moment a ball breaks or the moment an opponent has space, he's right up in the face. Ericsson is a bit of a jogger sometimes. Um, and he's he's someone who's kind of like, yeah, he. I, I don't want to say lazy because that's that's unfair, but he can be a bit laissez-faire. You know, he can just sort of go, oh, well, you know, someone behind me might be able to, you know, I, I, I don't know. And that seemed to really annoy Pochettino, which understandably, because when, you know, pressing like that, high pressing only works if it's done as a unit. I mean, if you leave gaps in it, then you just expose your midfield and your, you know, your back four. And Ericsson, um, yeah, Ericsson left us vulnerable a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, a few times. And, and I don't think that, that, I don't think, I don't believe that's reason to damn him. I just think that this, whatever it is, needs to be sorted. Um, there's something not quite right there. Um, so, yeah. Weird. What, what did you make of me? Um, I don't want to spend too much longer on Palace, but I just wanted to get your feelings on Kane and Janssen starting together because I sort of, you know, I voiced I wasn't too fond of it, but I would be interested to hear what you have to say on that. Uh, I, I quite like it. I, um, I'll tell you your point. I, I prefer, it, it worked a little bit better at, at Everton because it was a reaction and, and it sort of, it, it wasn't something that Everton were able to adjust to. Um, it just got forced upon them at half time and it was just after half time and they didn't get 15 minutes in the changing room to have a think about it. Um, so it, it did work a little better. One thing I'll say on Saturday is that Janssen, I, I really like Janssen and I really like Kane as a 10 because I think that um, Pochettino said uh, after the game that um, he was, I mean, he was very positive about that partnership. He was really impressed with it and he, you know, he's very impressed with Janssen and he was, um, yeah, he very, very seemed extremely happy with it. Um, and the one thing he said was that when Kane plays as a 10, he becomes freer. That's the word he used, and I think that's right. He Kane Kane gets far more of the ball, but not in a way that sort of, not in a way that kind of um, moves him sort of out of scoring reach, so to speak. He he sort of he'll pick up the ball in deeper areas, but I mean on Saturday he was still getting chances. I mean he arguably had our, our our best chance of the first of the second half when when he sort of um, crushed. I think it was the first half actually when he when he when he um, drove that shot just past. The oh yeah, yeah probably should have scored but Kane's interesting because he actually I know a lot of not Tottenham fans because we all watch him every week but a lot of non-Tottenham fans think of him purely as a line leader whereas in reality he's a pretty good playmaker um and if you know when he when he plays with a with a forward ahead of him he's pretty good at dropping into sort of the little holes in between between the midfield and the defense spreading the play and you know bringing your lamellas and your Ericsons you know into the game or or your, your fullbacks which are kind of essential Kane's really good at that um, and it's interesting. I don't think that um, I don't think it'd be a regular occurrence. Like Deli Ali, Deli Ali was actually unwell on Tuesday and Wednesday of last week um, and didn't train. So that's kind of the reason he didn't start. Um, so I, I, I mean, it's just I, I don't expect to see it more than maybe ten times a season. But I, you know, for 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 for, for two players who'd, who'd only had forty minutes of of, of Premier League football together. I thought they did pretty well. I mean, Janssen, I know he, he had a little bit of a, a shocker with with his one chance, with with, with his big chance uh, in the second half where he's kind of spooned it wide. Um, but he was great. He he's so I like him. I do like. Oh, him. I really like him. He, he's uh, beyond what he is as a footballer. He's a leader. If you um if you watch him when he doesn't have the ball, like you expect a young forward from like a you know, I, I don't want to denigrate Dutch football at all, but like it's I not. Do a it, it's right. Yeah, but it, it's soft. It's not a. It's not a major league. It's not a proven ground, really. 
Um, and you'd expect a guy that's coming from from there to be, no matter how many goals he scored, to be a bit reticent, to be a little bit shy, and just to sort of you know focus on not making mistakes. But but Jansen is directing the pressing from the front. He's very vocal. He's extremely physical. I mean, Damien Delaney, um, for my money, is one of the you know sort of most obdurate defenders in in the Premier League. He's a big tough fucker. Who I mean. Delaney's on, on record as saying he quite enjoys playing against Diego Costa. So that, that should tell you a little bit about the kind of guy he is. And Janssen, Janssen and him had a really good battle. Um, and Janssen didn't give, an em, didn't give an inch. And he's just sort of, yeah, I, 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 you know, I like him as a footballer. I, I think he's, you know, he's not that refined, but he, he does nice things with the ball. He makes really smart runs off the, you know, w- without possession. And he, you know, which obviously either sort of give a passing option, um, for someone deeper or, you know, the create space for, for, for another player somewhere else. And he does that very well. I mean, it'll take a little bit of time, but he did, he did really well. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I sort of, I don't know. I, I, I left the game thinking maybe I watched a different game to everybody else. Cause I mean, you know, I, I accept some of the negativity, but I, I saw a lot of good in that game. I, I saw, I think the point about what happens when one or two players are off form stands, I think, you know that can disguise a lot of good quite easily um, mm. because there were some very good performances. Wanyam was good, Dyer was good, um, Aldevaro and Vertonghen were. Vertonghen looked far sharper than he did against Everton. Um, Walker was excellent, really, really good, and um, yeah, it was. Uh, Eric Lamella was um, probably our most creative player as well. It's just there's a lot of a lot of good in that side. I feel. I, I mean, I. I, I I completely understand where you're coming from. I just I, I feel good about it about it as a whole. I just think that um, I came away thinking we are a really good football team, even if we didn't play out to our potential. There's just such a something so admirable about you know the the I don't want to use the word like togetherness, but there is a yeah we just we seem very solid. Oh, yeah, I, t- I still definitely say that, mate. I w- I'm not like yeah like I said, even I'm with not- Michelle Vorm, Jack as well. And I was terrified of Michelle Vorm. You know what I think of oh, him. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, mate. I think he's a Go waiting to happen, but still, mm. um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said, it's not all doom and gloom. Like I still think we're going to finish in the top four. I just had a had a few concerns, I guess, over uh, over that game and the way it, we're talking. And we're always going to have concerns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just what we, what we were what we were born into, I guess. Anyway, onward, onward. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about Liverpool. Welcome back to Rule the Roost, Mr. Tom Connell, football brand analyst, expert, ninja, all-round scouse legend, aren't you, Tom? Genius. How are you doing? Thanks for having me back. It's all right, mate. It's, uh, it's, no, it's not really a pleasure to have you back, but you know, we have to make do. It's, it's never missed this weekend of the year comes around again, is it, really? That's it. That's it. Um, take, us, take us through your... Uh, your thoughts on on some of this let's let's start there i reckon because you spent a hell of a lot of money and uh some might say in questionable places what was it 32 33 million for sadio mane well i don't think we spent that much money have we really it's been in the scheme of things yeah, only just because this this year you lot have not surprisingly not spent very much at all but i don't think in the realms of whatever the kind of 80 million odd that we've spent is that bad across the number of players that we got. We got a couple of frees in, didn't we? So we got Matit and uh, Grujic. Well, however you pronounce him, he looks kind of handy. Mane, I think, is pretty good, isn't he? 
I quite that like goal. That, that goal was pretty exciting, wasn't it? And you can kind of see how that's the kind of goal that he scores because he's a bit of a, you know, like freak, agile freak. Um, Genie Wijnaldum, mm, less keen on that. That seems like a lot of money. When you compare the price paid for those two, I just don't see him changing things for us. Well, well interestingly really. enough, interestingly enough, I heard, because uh, uh, I felt that at first about Wijnaldum, um, and then I'd, I read a piece not long ago that was talking about the kind of money ball approach that Liverpool have employed since Klopp Oh, because that's, that's, and... that's worked so well since we... Um, <laughs> yeah. that, that is, is that the same effect that led us to buy uh, Stuart Downing and Andy Carroll? Potentially, yeah. Could, could I mean, on, on the weight of their crossing and heading yeah. ability. As well. And Charlie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. However... That's going no However, Wijnaldum and Sadio Mane, the two highest scoring midfielders in the league last year. So yeah, you know. they both scored like ten or eleven goals, didn't they? Yeah, I think so at least. So, so that's uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But then um, I think the the problem is Wijnaldum scored like five of them in the last. Like he scored four in one game, and then he scored another like few at the, right at the end of the season. Didn't he score a couple against you as well? Yeah, like we, we we don't talk about that. But do you know what? Like it doesn't take much for ten goals to really. You know, to not seem that great when you scored like five or six of them, and I don't know. I don't. He doesn't turn up at away games apparently, which is a big yeah. worry. And I, obviously, I didn't watch the game. I didn't uh, stream it or anything. So I'm a good boy. But apparently, he was absent the whole game, which is what Newcastle fans, I think, would tell you that he does. Yeah. So I don't know. We give him a chance. He's young and he's he's obviously got some quality. But I'm more excited about Mane. To be honest, if he can score a few more goals like he did against Arsenal, then I would have paid way more than that. Well, I mean, we what, don't have anybody like that. What, what do you feel that you were missing from from last season? Because you, you did end the season pretty pretty strongly, and you've got you've got the. Well, uh, yeah, we finished in a bad position, but we played we played some good football. And we you know we did okay at times, and but then you you've always got the excuse that they're trying to fit into quite a specialist system, aren't they? So that's okay. Um, what, what did we need? <laughs> yeah, what is it? He likes it heavy metal football now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. What did we need? We needed pace, so we bought that. That's fine. We needed more goals midfield. Fine. We needed. Um, we need a left-sided fullback desperately, and we need you a left-sided fullback. So I think we've got Moreno all of those team. apart from Moreno getting rid of Moreno and bringing someone else in. He, he put um, Flanagan away on, on loan, which mm. seems to me to be a bizarre decision because uh, every time I've seen him play left back, he was he was pretty fucking good. Shades of shades of Carragher, I thought, and his tough tackling and things. So I don't know if that seems like a bit of a bizarre one, unless he's trying to, he's, he's got plans to replace Moreno with someone. He, def- he came out and defended him. Did you see that? I did, yeah. And I, I thought, I thought that was fair enough because the he wasn't actually, he was at fault for the penalty which he dived in for. He got a lot of abuse for the second goal, which, which yeah. the um the the, the 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 what what turned out to be the first goal when he was really like he it, tactically he was sound on what he was doing. He was advancing up the pitch, and I, I think it was Henderson lost the ball. Um, he was just caught yeah. completely out, yeah. completely cold. It wasn't you know not his. Yeah, ball, I, that's so. it. I think the the the, pre- the pressure's got to go on. On Henderson, or was it Lallana, or whoever it was, doesn't matter. Like, but those those players who know better should be able to keep the ball in that in that situation. I think um, the new centre back as well, Ragnar. 
which is an awesome name. He sounds like a wildling, Ragnar, doesn't he? Yeah. Like a, That's what the name is like, his invite. Yeah, he definitely lives north of the wall. <laughs> yeah, north. <laughs> he looks. Uh, he, lo- he looks nice and hard, and I can't vouch for his quality of his football. But he was out of position. I think he'd slotted in centrally when he should have been covering Moreno. But then you know, it's like his second game, second competitive game. So what? You know, got to wait for a bit. I don't think. I don't think two nil. As bad as it looks, two nil away at Burnley in the second game of the season can happen to a good team. So we just have to hope that we are a good team. Uh, I don't even believe it as I'm saying it, but maybe we'll be all right anyway. We should, uh, you know, those raging scousers on forums will, you know, should probably calm down. I um, I read something today, and, and admittedly, it was just like um, it was just on like the football three six fives in in their mailbox, and there was some guy in there. I mean, it's presumably still up there saying um, it's saying that really Jurgen Klopp is no different to Brendan Rodgers, and you just think, yeah, what are, what are you yeah. watching? Like, what, what do you, you know, it's just, it's such an overreaction because every, every season there's always that, there's always that game where the newly promoted team knocks off a big side at home. Happens every yeah. single year and it's not really a reflection of anything. It's very funny, of course, for everybody else, but it's not really an indicator <laughs> for, I, I don't know, it's just a huge, I mean, given what, given the performances that you've seen on the club, like Man City way obviously being, you know, kind of a, a definitive yeah. one and Arsenal last weekend, it's amazing how quickly you guys go between like, or any any football club actually, to be fair, goes between sort of north and sixty in their kind of reactions. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. It would be it would be really different if we'd been thoroughly embarrassed, even if the scoreline had been the same. But you know, I think we had eighty percent possession, and we we didn't have very many really great chances, but they defended really well, and we still took we still had plenty of pot shots on another day. Coutinho's could could have scored a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've seen him. Yeah. We've seen him do that, and and it would have just been like, oh, how great are they? They've got so much, so so potent in attack. And yeah. admittedly, they need to sort out the defence. But hey, that'll well, be fun. Also, like, how, so, how many other times? How many other days of the of the year is Sam Vokes going to do that? I mean, like, yeah, like, you, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't think I've ever seen Sam Vokes score from anywhere outside six yards. And, you know what it's going to be when it when it pops up on your on your app saying and it buzzes in your pocket at, at twenty five yards. Two. Sam Bokes. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, uh, please, please, what's this? No, no. You're thinking shit. Okay, so what an absolute belter, haven't they? So, yeah, I'm not I'm not so worried. I think there was a lot of us um, kind of moving forward. A lot like England, by the sounds of things, in the World Cup, having a lot of the ball, but really not. Gelling in, in in the way that you need to to unlock a defence like that. I think when you've got a team playing really well with two banks of four, it's you're going to have to do something quite special, or you're going to have to be so well drilled. You know, the kind of thing that you can you can see Guardiola maybe doing one day with City being break able to break down anybody, but you've got you've got to have an Aguero or a, a Messi or a someone to really be confident of beating every team that faces yeah. against you like that, which we don't. Yeah. So, fair play. Anyway, what about um? What about, what's his name? Not Coutinho. That other twat you've got up front. Uh, um, Firmino. Got, Firmino. That's the one. The one <laughs> did you see his hair? Have you seen his haircut? Yeah. Who did the the hair thing first? Was it, is it Firmino or, or Moreno? Because they got the same well, haircut. Uh, it must have been pretty awkward. I should imagine. Like one of them must have walked into the. Moreno's definitely not that, good that. enough to have that. Haircut. No, he's not. And Firmino's been telling everyone he's going to have it for weeks and then he finally gets it and then same day Moreno comes in with it. Cheeky you can, you can imagine it's... Yeah. 
you can imagine it's the kind of thing where he, you know, they walk into the into the changing room and Firmino gives him that look of like, you fucking kidding me? And Moreno's <laughs> like pointing at it, like not even saying anything. He's just got a big beaming smile, like <laughs> giving him like a thumbs up and pointing at it. You know, like it, it, it kind of makes some pals. Um, <laughs> taking selfies without him really wanting to be in it, you know, of them together, posting on Instagram. It's <laughs> such a shit haircut as well, isn't it? I mean, come on. Actually, do you know what? Moreno won the award for shittest haircut last season as well, and he's outdone himself and found someone to go in on it with him. It's just ridiculous. Um, He's he's got a USP at least, aside from being shit. So, uh, brilliantly enough, having a really, really good game against Spurs of all teams as well, though, I seem to recall, on his debut, I think, of. uh, of Who, Moreno? Yeah. Well, for me. I believe so. Um, He's a. just to, I know it would, you asked about Firmino, but Moreno is good going forward. It's that old stupid thing. I don't know why we just can't convert him to a, to a winger. I think some of his, I, I think I've seen a stat that says some of his chances created are right up there with the best in the Prem. Probably because he's not, never doing any defending. Yeah, it sounds, sounds but, a bit money ball there, mate, if we're honest. Yeah. Chances <laughs> created. <laughs> expected yeah, crosses. Yeah. <laughs> He gets into great <laughs> money crossing ball, positions. Money uh, well, that, is that what it's yeah. all about? Um, yeah. No, but for me, because I've I've been a, a, a long term big admirer of Coutinho, um, and I've, I've kind of been a bit sceptical, probably maybe a bit dismissive of Firmino. Um, Firmino, but he's done. I mean, what, he had a good season last season. He scored goals. He got played in played as a striker a lot, and still is, which I'm not that keen on, but. He's, he's a good player, isn't he? There's not that many players like that around, I don't think. That you can play up front one day and then play on the wing the next. I think he's all right. Yeah, but you're biased. See how he does. Biased, There's a lot more competition now. You, you call every one of your players boss, don't you? Usually, when we're out. It's like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's boss, mate. He's boss. Yeah. I'd also say it's going to be our year this year. You do, but I'm a Spurs fan, so it's often, you know. We're in the same boat. Kind of like for like, really, on that front. But it is our year this year, just, just you know. Yeah. I think it was probably your year last year, wasn't it? Fuck off. Not as far as I know, remember. You know how that feels as well. <laughs> oh, and Gerard yeah. slipped. That must, um, have been that must have been pretty. See, I'm glad that, like, although we had that 5-1 at Newcastle, we didn't have that Gerard slipped moment, really, I don't feel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We we have five of them in the same game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that was that was pretty bad. It couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke against a shittier club as well. So it was just like the worst. Um, never mind. I mean, all right. So what what are your expectations for this season, mate? What do you think you can realistically do? Because the Premier League is, you know, it's exploded again. It's suddenly it's Zlatan's here, and you've got. Conte, you got Pep, you got you know this kind of big melting pot that's giving your average yep. Sky Sports presenter a, a daily orgasm. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's huge, it's explosive, it's the Premier League. It's, it's all come together. It's a bit of a perfect storm of TV money and talent at the same time, right? So yeah, so um, what's I don't a know. successful I think season be... for you? Ah. Uh... <clears throat> Well, a success. I mean, what's the the minimum? Their minimum success is to get in get into Europe, I guess, to get a Europa League spot. I mean, I think if you're if you're if you're saying anything less than 
in fourth place is a failure, then I think you're, you're talking about, you know, changing your manager or, you know, or at least next, if you do it a couple of seasons in a row, changing your manager. But I don't, I think even if we played well, you know, to the best of our ability, I think we could still end up missing out just because of the quality elsewhere. And just, it depends whether it's going to be a season like last year where everybody has big slip ups regularly early on, which gives everybody confidence that they can do something, which is what kind of what happened, I think. But if it's not, if somebody starts to run away with it, it's really going to be, it's going to be difficult to keep up with City, who were a bit flattered, I think, at the weekend. But obviously, they're going to be they're going to be class. United. I mean, anybody that thought Ibrahimovic wasn't going to come out and score loads of goals probably hasn't yeah. seen him in his other debuts and all his other clubs. So they're probably now added loads of goals. Um, I guess I guess we we both Liverpool and Spurs have got a chance, a good chance though. Having having said all of that, to get into. Into third or fourth, there is there is space there for they're a decent team, I think. Still, so I think it's kind of one of those things where I think teams in our situation. I mean, like the caveat of all of this is that when you're competing against teams like Man United, who've spent eighty nine million quid on 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 a single player, I mm. think all you really aspire to, you know, in, not in your sort of not on match days when you know you're you're sort of um, you're dragged along by you know being at the ground or being. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Front of the team, but just generally, like any more philosophical moments, you, you think, let's just be competitive in some way. You know, let's, let's sort of, let's flirt around that kind of fourth, fifth boundary, do something in Europe, you know, do, you know, make a little bit of progress in the cup. And I, it just, it feels like that that's, the kind of that's the bar every single year now. Um, you know, last year was a little bit of an anomaly because of all those step ups and weirdnesses. But um, yeah. I don't know. I would say that kind of applies to Liverpool as well, really. I think so. You can't you you can't have too high expectations. But then the, where we always struggle is is f- having consistency against the smaller teams. So yeah. I would I would feel like especially with a with the heavy metal football and Klopp and everything, if he gets if he gets them fired up, I think they will, they still can beat anyone this year. So we can we you know we I'd still fancy us to beat City or or United if even if they play well yeah. and we play well. I think we've got enough there. Problem for us is you know not just Burnley. Maybe that was an anomaly, but there'll be loads more of those. I'm sure. So it's it's our ability to have players that can do that every single week against everybody. That, that's the weird thing about Liverpool. You do tend to like a big game. Like you, you kind of play well in the games that Spurs yeah. 
generally kind of flopping, which we maybe didn't do so much last year under Pochettino. You know, we had a good result away at the Etihad had and such. But, you know, those kind of that, like Dortmund, that game's incredible. You know, the Dortmund game last year. Yeah. Uh, and you do have that, like you've shown with Arsenal already this year, you have that capacity to really show up for those big games. And I guess that's what's yeah. kind of, yeah, I think that's a lot of what Liverpool's built on. But it, it seems to be you can't escape from results like Burnley. But I don't I don't I don't know where the good side of that comes from just as much as I don't know where the bad side of that comes from mm. the inability to be the other thing I really don't know what makes us I mean maybe a European night you can understand there's 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 a certain they say a certain feeling around Anfield so that's that's fair enough but mate that's a that's a yellow card any I'm just different to what we're doing <laughs> you get one of those yeah that's a yellow card <laughs> you didn't say magic that's fair so you didn't no, say magic no, no. but you know no yeah. that's true sure Never walk alone. Now, yeah. we'll save, save it to the end. Save it to the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. We just have to. We just have to wait and see. Something which seems to transcend big... like managers as well. Like he, Brennan Rogers, like Brennan Rogers' sort of party trick was always knock off or you know get a good result against a big team. Going to the press conference afterwards, say outstanding a lot and apply it to lots of different players and circumstances that occurred, and then go and lose. Mm. To Norwich the next week or something straight away, straight away, yeah, within, within, within six days, and it's just that that seems to have kind of carried over into into Klopp because you know when he that I, I forget when that Man City game was, but it, it was just it was one of those where you, you looked and you thought, God, this is the start of something, and then you you kind of you, you seem to oscillate violently between that kind of high point and just nothingness. Well, um, I mean, mate, we've we've been for quite a long time. We've been right up right up in it even though now we're starting to finish eighth and seventh and stuff but that's kind of to do with the, the amount of quality there is at the top as well but we have never really had that big a period where we've dropped too far out of the kind of no. top level of football so i think there's a, there's definitely an expectation not not amongst the fans because there's always an expectation amongst the fans but i think the club and the way the managers and the pressure that's put on them i think there's always a lot of focus on those games I don't think there's a lot of, you know, just show up and put in a good performance, you know, against the big teams. I think there's always, even if it's kind of, uh, even if it's not really not really true, they imagine themselves to be a big team. Maybe it's being next to Manchester United all these years. That was our biggest derby for a long time. And they've been, you know, they've been just as, you know, they've been as consistent, but better over that time. So maybe there's a kind of, there's a big club mentality. Is that a red card? Maybe. No, no, I think that's no. It's a talking to. I mean, it's a like yeah, it's it's a kind of calm a, down. Warning. You know, yeah. I'm trying to keep yeah. you on the pitch, but don't take it out of my hands. Kind of conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's just Diego Costa territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, we, so um, we've uh, we've 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 nearly had you on for 20 minutes now, mate. So we'll we'll let you get has off. Is it is it, it only been 20 minutes? Yeah, exactly. I know, right? Yeah, but wow. oh, I, I, just to, just two last questions, like. The first one would be, how are we going to get at you on the weekend? Like, what do you see your main weaknesses as being? Mm. Um, and also, what's your prediction on the score? Um, how are you going to get at us? I think, yeah, if we play the same way that we have done in the first two games, and I, th- I think Klopp said he doesn't have a plan B, then you just have to get in our face in, in the right the right time, don't you? have to put pressure on from the back. If they try and play it out from the back and... Then we're definitely, definitely uh, a risk. Problem with that approach is if we are playing well and our touch is working out for us, that could be quite a risky approach because we definitely got the quality when we get forward to score goals. So 
I think you have to be quite aggressive, I think. Because, uh, you know, Coutinho and, and the rest of them, if Mane's fit, I don't know, has anyone seen if he's going to be fit? I think we've got we've got a lot I, of a bit of goals. I think Mane's back at the end of the international break, I think. I don't, okay. don't quote me on that, but that's, that's what okay. I've heard. Um, yeah, I think I think if he was playing, we would, it's funny how one player can suddenly have you feeling like he's a you're much more of a threat. But yeah, I don't know. I think you just go at us. If Moreno's playing, then you're onto a winner because he's just he's just not good enough. So I don't know if you play. Will you play Lamella on the right or? Uh, yeah, yeah, we probably will. But I imagine we'll kind of swap them over. We seem to have um, started using him on the left as well a little bit. Uh, yeah. But I suppose Walker's the, Walker would be the big threat for for Moreno because he's a kind of the outside player. Um, That's right. And he would, um, yeah, he's the kind of player that Moreno is really susceptible to. So because we'll he can, see. he's going to be able to beat him just with a touch, and he's just going to be able to bomb it past him. He's, he's yeah, like, well, you'd hope so, and... wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what you could edge of the box, rash tackle. Yeah, that yeah. Kind of thing. That's what I uh, He might, he might play like he did today. He might play Milner there. Who I don't, I'm not entirely sure that that's such a great option either, but um, he's certainly a bit more of a, a bit more committed defensively. Um, I really, it's really hard to call this one. I think last time, last year, well, I was quite confident, but this time I really don't know. Um, I, I can't see us battering you. I don't think that that really happens anymore. Um, I think you've got too much. And Pochettino's got you playing too well. So that even if even if the heads do go down, I still think the game wouldn't wouldn't be over for a long time. So um draw, definitely definitely goals in it, but maybe a draw, maybe two two or something. Two two. Interesting. All right, mate. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time, Tom. And uh yeah, fuck off. All right, nonsense. All right. <laughs> fuck you. Cheers, Tom. Thanks very much. Um two weeks in a row now I've just had one of my pals on, Seb. Um Mm. Kind of coming into this era of cronyism with with Rule the Roost podcast. Yeah. You're becoming kind of the Rule the Roost Cameron, aren't you? Oh, I don't know about that. I was, I was scared like, you're going to call me Corbin then, but I don't think that's. Do that, mate. No, no, no. Cameron's not much better either, really, in my book. Right. It's different, different type of book, different type of bad book to be rock in. And, rock and a hard place. That's it. Um, good lord. Uh, Let's 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 do some questions. Let's dive into some questions before we just completely kind of go into talking about other crap. Um, we've got one from James Nicholson at J Nicholson fifteen. Would you be up for signing Insigne? Insignia? Insigne? Don't know. I think Insignia. Okay, Insignia as a backup for Ericsson, or is there another player you would prefer? I've always thought of Insignia as being a striker, isn't he? Kind of striker slash wide player. I don't. I don't think he. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. He he would he would be a great he he would be a great asset if we if we were looking for kind of like a that sort of wide left player. But by all accounts, I think that's the role or that's the the, the area that Enkidu is supposedly meant to cover. I don't know. I, I he would cost an awful lot of money, and I don't think he's um he's he's he is actually a Neapolitan, so I don't imagine he's going to be desperate to leave Napoli anytime soon. Um, no, no. Marcus Edwards scored two in a reserve game today as well. Mm. So he's someone that's going to be very much I I would foresee coming in for like whenever it is Capital One Cup, is it now? 
League Cup, basically, whatever the League Cups. Currently. That shit one that isn't the FA Cup, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the one that we usually stand a better chance of winning, though. Yeah. Oh, I can see him playing it up, probably even in the FA Cup games as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, Marcus Edwards is going to figure. He's going to figure at some point. So, um, Marcus Edwards, yeah, I, um, I, I, w- I was speaking to our, our good friend Dan Kilpatrick over the weekend. Don't know the black um, mate. <laughs> and he said that um, uh, that he reckons, and, and Dan follows um, Tottenham, you know, in every game, and, and sort of, you know, has pretty good inside knowledge. He said that Edwards is going to stay at the club this season because Poch likes Poch. You know, if you get loaned out by Poch, basically, he said it, it's a bad thing um, because it means that the, the the players that he feels he can work with he wants close to the first team i mean this season there's a sort of there's also like a, a premier league 2 like a, an under 23 league the one that marcus Edwards scored in uh today and um and and yeah so he's going to be staying around rather than you know being sent out to some championship team or anything so exciting times ahead. i can't wait to see him again like in a proper game such a fun player that'd be good i will, I will look forward to to seeing what he can do in the uh, in the big leagues, um, big leagues. Uh, Jay Beasy at Jarad Busterfield asks, "What is our priority? Champions League, Prem. If we have a big game on a Wednesday and also on a Saturday, which game gets our best players?" I, I can't see Pochettino choosing between the two. I think he'll no, go for I, both. Yeah, me, me, exactly that. Yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna trot out, you know. Tom Carroll and Ryan Mason in the middle of midfield against like a potentially Real Madrid. The, just because in the only circumstance under which I can see him doing it is probably doing one of those things like Brendan Rodgers did, much to the fury of a lot of Liverpool fans before us. Should you know we get to say the quarterfinals of a Champions League and we draw a Barcelona away, but at the same time it looks like the league's shaping up like it was last year and we could be challenging for the title. I could maybe see us throwing a Barca away to concentrate on a whatever Arsenal at home, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's the way to answer the question. We did that with well. Dortmund, right? You know, that's, that's... exactly. That. I, I think we play it by ear. I think that, like, you know, if we get through our other guy, the Champions League group are, groups are drawn on Thursday or Friday of this week. Thursday, um, yeah. Thursday, and um, you know, we, we, we're not going to go into. I can't believe Pochettino is going to go into it with a specific mindset. I mean, because you know, he's going to attack both on both fronts and quite rightly so. It's the Champions League. It's not the Europa League anymore. Um, you got to. And um, But having said that, you know, if, we, if we're if we either qualified or out with a game to spare and we have to go to a, you know, somewhere daunting, like a Barcelona, God, that'd be terrifying. Um, honestly, I don't think I could watch that, Jack. Barcelona away. Goodness me. Oh, you'd have to watch it, mate. You'd, you'd probably go out there, wouldn't you? Yeah, but do you remember our conversation during... Um, during uh, Man City away, when we were talking, I, I, I remember saying to you, I'm not sure I can make this. Like, I was watching and seeing that, I just thought, I'm not sure I can take it. was a nervous another. breakdown, wasn't it? it was no, I just I thought, you know, it was like the feeling when I used to get on long-haul flights when I was a smoker. And I'd be sitting there, and I'd already be desperate for a fag after about three hours, and I'd have eight hours to go. And I used to think, I'm not sure I can physically make this flight. I don't think I can deal with cravings for eight more hours. And it felt a little bit like that. I was just like, oh my God. And I imagine like 90 minutes at Barcelona would feel like a week. Be like, you know, getting in the ring with sort of prime mirror Mike Tyson. 
but it would be just if if Poch managed to do an Espanol with Spurs against against Barca, winning in the camp, no, you North know, camp. yeah, yeah, like incredible. Imagine that. Like, Isn't uh, it? I don't imagine that yet. I do, let, let's well, put mate, that on ice. I, t- I tell you what. Let's uh, we'll do. Let's do a couple more questions, and then we'll talk about Thursday and the draw and some potential fixtures yeah. that you'd quite like. Um, we've had Sam Marlow at Sam Marlow ninety five asks if Pochettino was coming for dinner, what would you cook for him? I like that. You, I imagine you're quite a decent cook. Aren't I? I yeah, I'm all right. I mean, the Argentinians quite like their steak. Mm-hmm. Um, Asada. They, they, you know. There's a yeah. Well, we we've got a we've got a cow, which is a kind of a um a sort of the the, the little brother to um, gaucho in London um, down here, and the Argentinians are quite specific about how they cook their steak and mm-hmm. you know, how they prepare it. So I reckon I'd do something like that. I'd probably go down to cow and but, ask. Well, see, if you say no, they're very specific about it, mate. Like you, you wouldn't want to cook him something. He's like, mm, you know, nice try. No, I mean, I'd spend I'd spend all day. I'd, I'd you know, I'd, would you I'd research sort of, research techniques? And, I would spend an entire day in the cow kitchen, just you know, taking the brains of the chefs and be like, you know, what what are they like in this part of Argentina? And then you know, I do my research. It'd be posh. You know, I didn't. You know, you'd have one shot at that kind of thing. Like either either he never comes back to your house for dinner again, or you become best friends. The, the thing I like about Pochettino is you know, you know, he wouldn't he he, he wouldn't be a man to. Pay lip service. He no, even, he wouldn't even, just be yeah. polite. No, he'd no, tell you. yeah. <laughs> even if he's at your house, you'd say he. Yeah, he'd have a few mouthful. He's the sort of guy to have a mouthful of the steak, throw the fork down on the plate, and just say, "Shit, this is shit." You know, like Christian Eriksson. Like he would give me the Eriksson treatment if, if I undercooked it or something. Yeah. He'd be like, "Thank, thank you for cooking," but like dab his mouth with the tissue and just kind of be like, you know. It's just, you know, whatever. I'll just, I'll eat the salad or something like that. Your preparation has not been intense enough. Mm. That's I think, the next one. Actually, I think he'd probably be quite pissed off of you. I kind of get the feeling he'd yeah, be that kind of he would, well, he, I think he'd make me feel disappointed with myself. I think I'd put it that way. I mean, he just, you know, he, he would probably, he'd be fairly blunt about my failings. I but he, I suspect he'd also tell me how I could improve, Jack. He'd, he'd drink quite a lot of red wine as well and get quite surly over the course of the evening. Just be like something like, you know, if you made a if you made a joke later on, he'd be like, ah, it's funny, man. He can make jokes, but he can't cook a fucking steak. You know, that kind of. Everyone else in the wine room. Glass at the wall. Yeah, everyone else, everyone else in the room kind of hushes like, oh, okay. But uh, yeah. the, the one thing I will say about Potch is, uh, you know, given how he kind of looks when he comes back from a summer is, He's uh, and this goes back to our conversation at the start of the uh, episode. He's not a man that skips a bread roll. I don't think. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. If if he didn't, if he didn't like the, if he didn't like the steak, I still think you you know he'd he'd <laughs> he'd crack into the bread basket. You know, you could imagine him liberally pouring a lot of olive oil on a big crusty bit of white bread and yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm by no means living vicariously through Pochettino at the moment, and perhaps you know. <laughs> Putting some of my own behavioural patterns onto onto. We're justifying own. it by by yeah through Poch. I do love Poch. Though. I, do, I I prefer I prefer him when he's slightly chubby, like you know how how he is at the moment. Because tail end of last season when he was obviously like getting quite fit and getting ready to you know have all those photos of himself lifting the Premier League trophy immortalised. So he wanted to look good for that, right? It's kind of like a bit of a a bit of a wedding day for him, right? You know, wedding day Mark. I can't him. believe you just done that. But it's true, mate. Like you can see, but toward the end of last season, he was sharper dressed. Yeah, he, 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 there wasn't so much of the tracksuit. It was more the shirt and tie. He 
he was looking pretty trim. You know, the jawline was looking pretty chiselled. Yeah. He was thinking about those photographs, mate. He was. He was thinking about so, that. I, I, I tell you, and I'm not ashamed to say he's a very handsome man. He is. I, 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 that I must voice, have, that voice of his. He's he's got a real presence to him. I um, I yeah, I, I was in the front row of the like little press auditorium on Saturday when he came in. So it's about I don't know three or four foot away from him, and um, yeah, he's 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 got like his his competition was Pardew, who'd been in like five minutes earlier, and he was just he was basically just Pardew on TV. He's just you know, he is what he is. Pardew's a horrible man. Well, he is. He's just he just comes in and, and sort of you know shouts his spiel about you know should have got this, should have got that, you know unfair etc. But Poch has a Poch holds the room quite well. So it's impressive. You can. You, you, I tell you. I remember thinking. I, I know why players are are willing to you know to go through all those conditioning sacrifices mm. for him. He's uh, he's very commanding. Person. I, I love the uh, I love the the South American the BV pronunciation thing. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, I liked yeah. hearing the whole like that he was very very happy with Vincent uh, and Victor over there. Because yeah. <laughs> it's so much of the day as well. It was. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Barry, uh, Vincent. Very, um, very uh, good. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know. Love him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like he, <laughs> he was asked about, um, he was asked about the things he said to, um, uh, Ericsson during the first half. And he, <laughs> and I, I sat there watching him sort of howling. Um, profane Spanish into the North London not in North London sky for like half an hour straight. He was like, "No, nah, just frustrated we didn't score." It's like just screaming Ericsson's name. It's very funny. Um, Mike Schrodinger's Taint at Schrodinger's Taint asks us uh, in the wake of the Adam Clayton team photo debacle, who in our squad do you think has the lowest hanging testicles? Probably Fazio, but he's loaned. I was gonna say 100% Fazio, but without Fazio, he's such a caveman. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say Toby Alderweireld. I just, I've just got a feeling he's, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of sack. No, but the thing is, like everything about Alderweireld is, 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 is very toned. That's it. But he's and too I perfect. I have to believe he's that, too perfect. And yeah, it, but I have to. But I mean, he looks, he looks like a Madden Tussauds waxwork. I mean, he, he's, he's. Everything about him is just immaculate. Hair, Even his hair, the like, hair. His hair does strand. not move. Doesn't move. I don't know what he uses in his hair, but um, he, yeah. So I can't believe that he lets himself down in that area. It's, I don't know how one would guard against letting themselves down in that area, but I just it doesn't. It it would be out of context. On a on a kind of on another on a a way, I guess to sort of flip this on its head a little bit is that. You know, if we if we're talking about maybe the weight of what's contained within, I think Eric Dyer could be up there. I think Eric Dyer has, you know, like that the the bull statue on Wall Street. That, that's, <laughs> that's 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 Eric Dyer for me. Like that man is, you know, yeah, he's got he's got a pair of watermelons in his pants. Um, this is a this is an odd tangent. This one's gone on, but cheers to the question, Mike. Anyway. Um, We've had one from Tom Hayward. Uh, well, at Tom Foynes eighty seven, uh, he does some talking on some other podcast that you probably shouldn't listen to. Um, he asks, 
or he says, or he asks, yeah, he does ask, your house is on fire and you can assemble a three-man squad of firefighters from our team. <laughs> Who's holding a hose for you? That's a great question. Um, Dyer. I'm saying it's got to be Dyer in there. I'm going Dyer, Aldevar, or Kane. Fearless. Just, <sighs> no one would hesitate. No, I think that's a really strong trio. I mean, you just, you know, you give them... I don't believe that... I don't know. I agree, but yeah. I, I think I think if there's a baby upstairs that people haven't managed to get out of a bedroom, Eric Lamella's running through the flames and getting the baby and then... Yeah, Lamella's a warrior. And then yeah, just yeah. running back yeah. out with a baby and like looking around sort of vacantly at everyone while everyone's kind of congratulating him. He doesn't, he doesn't quite know what he's just done, but he knows he's done something good, so he looks happy about it, you know? With those cold, dead shark eyes that he has. Um, he is. There is a lifelessness to Lamella's eyes. Oh, good God. Something there that is. is kind of, um, yeah. The, great, he, the eyes of a great white shark. They're horrible. Yeah, exactly. Just dead. Just there's no, there's no, <laughs> no feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's like odd, odd little man. Um, yeah. I love him. Love him nonetheless in his weird paintbrush hairstyle. What wonderful um, little man. Yeah. So what, what we're saying, we're saying Dyer, Alderweireld, and I, guess I went to the spine Kane of the team. Kane and Lamella, yeah. I, just, I, think Kane, I, I think Kane's a good shout if there's a small mm, child. I believe Kane, yeah. Kane has the heart. If you said, Harry, you know, you've got to get my young child out, he, he would be in there. You wouldn't even need to, he wouldn't hesitate. He'd be straight up there, you know, no oxygen tank, no protection, just running through the flames. He's the, the um, kind of guy as well that, that would, because I, I, lo- I love Harry, I can imagine him rescuing the baby and then coming out and just having to maybe go and sit somewhere on his own for a bit and have a little cry. You know, I, I think he's oh, quite he, an emotional no, lad, Harry. He'd he, he give you the child and then go back in and get the dog or the cat or something. He's also an animal lover. so I, I, you know. That wasn't to say that I feel he's somehow some sort of a coward. That's me saying that, you know, I feel he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a very loving, emotional lad and I think he'd be yeah, overcome by caring, seeing caring the parents so happily reunited yeah. with their child. And the, the magnitude of what he'd just done would strike him, I feel, in the level that it wouldn't Lamella. I think Lamella's... A, a psychopath. I'm going to say it now. I think he is. That's that's it. Um, if he's our psychopath, he is. I mean, I, I think if Melo played for any team other than ours, I'd hate him because he is. To watch he Dexter, is. A chance with the, with the laboratory or the or, no, oh, no. Mean, yeah. <laughs> no, Michael C. Hall, the the psychopathic never serial killer, that was kind of. Yeah, moralised into I don't know. It was weird. It was it was all right for a couple of seasons. It was all right. Um, anyway, that's, I forget my my TV guy isn't here, is he? I've got old war world at war man over there. You got, right. you got you got the guy that, that just shift through Fraser repeats day off. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. To be fair, Nothing wrong yeah, with fuck that, me. I'm not apologising. So oh, baby, I hear the blues are calling to salad and scrambled eggs. And eggs. Oh, Fraser has left the building. <laughs> that was good. I've never heard you do an impression before, so but that's yeah, don't don't do them very often. No, it's a special it's occasion. You know, it's gonna well, I guess you know, it's maybe kind of, you know Yeah, you you tread on my toes a bit there with the you know, being the Yeah, that's kind of your USP and, really, isn't it? Yeah. You know, silly voices and you know noises. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> noises, silly noises, <laughs> blow hard opinions. Being, being miserable, drinking, yeah, 
You know, you know what? I've come to um, mm. I, an underappreciated brand that you have is your oh, yeah. Instagram, because you have these lunch times where you kind of, well, I imagine this anyway, because I, I see the pictures. But I, I just imagine you walking aimlessly around London, taking photos of. I mean, today we have pigeons, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you're quite good on your London landmarks. It's, it's just quite. Um, it just seems like quite a thoughtful process. Got a departure from your, you know, your your sort of your big fat man, big fat opinion style. It's, my, uh, it's one of my more, yeah. It's a different. I'm, I'm you know, I spin many plates. You do, you I'll do. You, that's, you, that's all I say. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I'm glad. I'm glad it doesn't go uh, unnoticed. You, you, you not underappreciated at all. You haven't got. You haven't got a bad Instagram account yourself as well. I'll say if we're if we're gonna go uh, all, you know. Thanks. There's a lot, a lot of swans. I mean, you know, but, there's a lot of swans. Um, a lot of squirrels as well. Well, the, no, the, the squirrel like squirrels, phase is yeah. no, but the squirrel phase has kind of gone a bit now. There was a there was a clear yeah, squirrel phase. Well, we had we had squirrels. I had a bit of a gingerbread man phase when you know I I didn't I was Ginger Giovanni, isn't he called? I think. Yeah, the, my local cafe Nero, and I love the staff in there dearly, but you know their their sort of pastoral care for their ginger Giovanni's was well, it needed immediate attention. And um, they are in better shape these days, but I was—it was carnage. I mean, they'd, be, they'd have legs missing and heads, and you know, half an arm, and it just—you know—come on. So it disappointed me. But we—I think—I—I I, I don't think that lasted more than about a week. But it, I, looking back now, that there's quite a lot of gingerbread men. <laughs> oh, well, it was a bit of a meltdown, wasn't it, mate? Let's be honest. Yeah, I don't know what was going on in my life at that point, but I think that was—that was—I uh, was a way of distracting my attention from our title running. I think that was how I dealt with the tension. Um, don't know. Not sure. I, I can't. Maybe in years to come, I'll be able to explain this. But you know, yeah. uh, uh, we've had. Let's let's just do a couple more questions. I had one from Jay at just JP eighty five who asks, "Where is Wimmer? He's injured, isn't he?" Yeah, yeah, he's injured. injured. Yeah, I think he's going to be back in a couple of weeks. So I think I believe at the start of the season he was out for about four weeks or so. So. Yeah, I think he had a hamstring tweak or something. Yeah. Uh, something something like that. Okay. Um I think we had one of Okay. It's it's, it's I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest, Pablo. This is the way you've delivered this is slightly abrasive. Um but I'm going to, you know, I feel like you you deserve a you deserve an answer to this. Um Pilo at Pablo Ortega 77 asks 70 points last year. That's usually fifth or scraping fourth. Why are you both so confident of a spectacular season? Give me the same happy pill. Um, no, fuck off. It's our happy pill. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, no I, I reject that question completely. Um, nothing against you, Pablo, but, you know, it's just how you feel, isn't it? It's not... You know the way you feel about your football team transcends point totals, points totals, and league positions, and just a sense of momentum, and you know, also like a relief because it's just so much better than it used to be. You know, like think think about you know, remember what '90s Tottenham was like, and then compare it to this. It's just a good time to be a fan. New stadium on the horizon, you know, quite literally. You know, it's just um, yeah, it's a good time. It is, and I, I also feel as well if we're, we're going to talking you know points as we've seen points tallies rise and fall you know across the board 
season on season. So, you know, you can say usually scraping fifth or fourth, but, you know, the, the metrics always shifting on that front. And it's also, it's completely relative to the season that you're playing with him, right? You know, we got 70 points mm. last year, but obviously that tailed off after Leicester won the league because the intensity drops. And we also, I think the thing that was encouraging is that we took a lot of points from our closest rivals at the time as well. Um, so it's all totally relative. And the, it, it's not its not just about, you know, if you want to be as kind of like, you know, tunnel vision just to just see a number, you know, fair enough if that's your prerogative. But at the same time, you have to look at the, the manner with which we attain those points and the, you know, the, uh, the team that we did it with. It was a largely inexperienced youthful team that will continue to improve. So I don't, yeah. I don't you know, I don't see any reason why, you know, we, we can't go on and have another very good season. Um, I just think, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much all I can say to you, Pablo. Um, maybe try not to be such a, you know, passive aggressive question asker next time, mate. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be such a Sherwood. Jesus. That's it, mate. Yeah. Right. Um, so we kind of touched on it there, mate. Um, but Thursday, mm-hmm. dream draws. Like I, I can't, I can't Ooh. really be asked to draw up who we can exactly draw and who we can't. We need, we need Raj for that. He, he'd love that graphs and okay, you know, you know what he's organization like. and uh, yeah, weird permutations. He'd, he'd love nerd. it. Um, I think there are sort of resources on online where you can generate. Champions League draws or something like that, but I'm, I'm what sure we're in pot B, aren't we? Uh, yeah, yes, I think. Um, well, I, I think our pot is dependent on the um, on the last qualifying games, on the results of these last qualifying games, which are going so on. Tu- uh, when, when is that? Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. So I don't know who or how, but um, depending on who gets through, we're in a certain pot. Either two or three. Okay, let's have a little look now. Okay, so I'm just having a look on the UEFA UEFA uh, website now. Um, which teams are in which pot? Pot one consists of the holders, Real Madrid, and the champions of the top seven ranked nations at the end of 2014-15. So this is an out of date article. No. <laughs> yeah, it is. Fuck shit. There you go. That, well, should, should, we, should we not do it with any logistics? Should we just, you know, shout out teams? That'd be more fun. Yeah, go on then. That's um, more our style without Raj, I think. PSG. I'd love PSG. Yeah. Uh, would I? In fact, well, sort of Zlatanless PSG is not quite as daunting. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know, mate. It's still pretty daunting. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure I can, you know, I can fear a, uh, a team who are still playing Edison Cavani up front. Um, can't wait for that one to come back and haunt us, mate. <laughs> yeah, Thanks for that. Bit, no, uh, mate. Go on, after you finish this, go on, um, go online and find the video of his worst moments against um, <laughs> against Mets on on uh, over the weekend, mate. It's just brutal. Like it, it's it's worse. It's sort of time Soldado's worst moments by three, Good and you've God. got that. It is oh, it's hard to watch. I just I think one of the one of the main things is like there's no. It's the Champions League, right? You, if you're not going to get an easy draw, you know all of the teams are. No, you're going to have to play pretty good at some point. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you consider that, like uh, 
Although they actually seem to be in pot one. I was going to say, yeah, considering we could draw someone like Benfica and um, Barcelona, we're not going to look so pretty, but they're both in pot one. So that's not so true. I, but I, I mean, I, I would hate to play if, because we can only draw one team from pot one. I'd hate that one team to be Benfica. I want a proper team in our group. Like I want, like I want a Juventus or a Real Madrid. Oh, or, Juventus would be lovely. Yeah, I'd love a Juventus, and I would, I would love to have a crack at Real Madrid. Just, I, because, you know, I mean, mate, in, in I, theory, I, like I, to... I, yeah, I think we could beat Real Madrid. I don't know why. I know it sounds ridiculous to say, but I've, I've just got a weird feeling a team like Real Madrid, we, we could do them. Um, I'd, well, I'd, I'd be curious. I'd love to see how we. How particularly how someone like Alderweireld does against Real Madrid, you know, or a even a, a, a like put Deli Ali in there, and he, you know, we we just have these characters that who um who could be yeah, I just it, it would just be very interesting. I'd be terrible. Bayern Munich, terrible. Bayern oh, Munich. No, I wouldn't want. Bayern. I feel I like I wouldn't want Bayern because I feel that like I feel they are the one team in that top pot that could really give us a five nil embarrassing thumping. And I don't um, think that really. No, no. Right. Uh, I don't even think Barcelona would do that. I think I think Poch would like to get Barcelona. Yeah, well, um, I don't understand that. I mean, but I, yeah, give me give me a Barcelona, a Real, or a Juventus, and I'd be happy. I don't care about the rest of them. Um, you know, you below that, you could chuck in anyone, and I'd fancy our chances. Napoli uh, would be a great draw. I'd love to get Napoli. Napoli. Great. That'd be great, yeah. PSV like Eindhoven going to Holland—that'd be nice. It's quite like that'd be cool. PSV. It's also quite achievable as well on a mm-hmm. sort of financial perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd hate to draw Sevilla. I'd, given that we've played them so many times in like the Europa League. Yeah, stuff. I'm bored of that. I've seen it. It's it's you know it's novelty. You you, you want in the Champions exactly. League at this point. I wouldn't want to draw Dortmund again because we've you know like no, we've done that, that and, box. You, exactly. No, they're a proper proper Italian team. You know, or Roma would be quite cool. Oh yeah, um, yeah, real, real battle of loyalties for you there, mate. That Obviously, piss off, Roma all the way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, with Chesney uh, and you know, oh, you know, what, what's that other co- Fazio, Fazio, <laughs> <Fazio>. Marlon, <laughs> mate? They'd be fucked because Fazio wouldn't be allowed to play against us. That's true, actually. <laughs> That's so bizarre, isn't it? That's we still haven't managed to get rid of him. But Marlin is the one that they, they they've got Vermarlin, yeah. don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um The Verminator. I don't know if you cast your memory back. That's is that an Arsenal thing, is it? Sound like Ver- Arsenal. Yeah, the the Verminator. Um but yeah, so Did you I ever think, read mate, hmm. did you ever read like at the end of last season, did you ever read that weird little bit of Arsenal fan fiction that sort of appeared from their fan base? It, I mean, it, they they have done some things in their time that group, who which have you know the, the, have made everyone cringe. But it was like um, the one bit I could bear to read, you know, before I, I sort of just had to throw my computer out the window. Um, was it was like a sort of <laughs> makes me laugh. Just think about it. It was like a dressing room conversation. <laughs> Lauren Koscielny and like Alex oh, Chamberlain God. at the end of, <laughs> and revealingly at like the end of a disappointing home draw against Norwich or something good in fact you know God. what, good uh, God. So, in fact, I'm not going to go any further just, just 
<laughs> dig it out, mate. Please dig it out, and we'll uh, so tweet, tweet it out from the tweet it out from the Rollerist account. It's, it's <laughs> sweet Christ. It's, it was it was um, and it was obviously written by an adult as well because the prose is quite slick, oh. and and it was just, just spectacular. <laughs> I'll talk about something else, Jack. I'm gonna have a half stack. I think I think we can just kill it there, mate. I think that's a good chance. Uh, basically, it's exciting. We've got the Champions League coming up, and you know, we said we said it is it was something we lost sight of towards the tail end of last season. But actually, the thought of being in the Champions League again now, the music, the big starry ball thing in the centre circle, it's good. It's oh, good, I love that. Yeah, the, 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 the big starry ball is great. I love it. The so, Champions. Da, 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 da. Um, oh, continental. Yeah, I'm excited now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's not continental. Yeah, it's, all around the it's weird that <laughs> that Gazprom weird or the, thing drawn in past. It's disgusting. I hate everything about those Gazprom adverts. Or maybe the Gazprom land does look quite nice. That yeah. Hate it. Um, did you say it looks nice, the Gazprom thing? No, well, the, the little the little land that, that is in those pastels with sort of, it's all snowy and everyone's got no, great central no, heating. No. That's a yellow card for you, mate. Yellow card for you. <laughs> everyone's got central heating. I like that. Uh, <laughs> Not just central heating, really efficient, powerful central heating. Everyone looks so warm and comfortable. Um, and then, then you've got the, the, the PlayStation advert with, you know, when men are playing... PlayStation with their girlfriends, and you just think that is not how that looks at all. You know, man in his pants playing fucking Call of Duty by himself for four hours. That's the advert. <laughs> That's what they need to be focusing on. I used to like it when PlayStation were a bit more edgy with their marketing when they used to do all those weird, like, remember that? The old, uh, let me talk to you about human endeavor. Man oh, landed God. on the uh, men. Yeah. Build your own men. That was a. Uh, that was quite weird and pretty scary, actually. Yeah, kind of um, edgy. I, I did like that era. Yeah. Of life. Good. It was good. You know when you've been <laughs> tangoed. Of, oh, that's that's All that yeah. stuff, mate. Yeah, it was all, all very good. Anyway, right. If you want to listen to any of the previous episodes of Rule of Rouge podcast, you can do so on iTunes, on Acast, or on the Rule of Rouge website, which is rtrpod.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at rtrpod underscore pod um yeah come on you spurs being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra 
and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.